Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. November 12th, 2021. You're listening to another edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio. Game day edition of KRC. We appreciate you tuning in. Kentucky takes on Robert Morris tonight, looking for its first win on the season. Big sports weekend because Kentucky looks for its first football win in seemingly 13 years. Only a three-game losing streak, but it's it's been a while, Roush, as Kentucky will head down to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt tomorrow night. we got a lot to talk about. Today is a big show for KRC. We don't normally play actual radio show, but today, Roush, actual radio show. Real radio, uh, where we talk about real sports, and we have people on the phone. It's going to be weird. Justin, you've got to do some work today, buddy. I hope you got a good night's sleep. I actually do not have to do work today. No, like on the radio. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, you mean here? I got you. I thought you meant I thought you meant later tonight because last last week I got a lot of sleep before my game tonight. I thought that's what you're referring to. Oh, you thought, no, no, you thought no, that's no. what we, he was referring to as he prefaces the show with all the phone calls we're doing today and the guests <laughs> we're having on. That's what you thought he was referencing. I was only half listening. Hand up. Yeah, that that seems apparent. <laughs> Get it together, so, Justin. Only half game, working buddy. too. <laughs> game day, game day, Kalen. Come on. Uh, we don't need we don't need a IU Eastern Michigan second half collapse here. Justin, okay, <laughs> you gotta you gotta bury them. You gotta bury them when you can. This this was the collapse. I will now be first half Hoosiers from here on. Love it. I love it. Okay, that sounds good to me. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Probably going to go to the Thornton's text line sooner than we ever mm-hmm. have because today's show, at some point, we're going to drop the home field apparel picks of the week contest. And if you're unfamiliar with that contest, I'm probably going to have to say it again at some point later today as well uh, because it's not just that you can call in and just doobity da and that's that. You have to have three gambling picks, and one of which needs to be a lock uh, just against the spread. And if you don't know the spreads, you can just pick three teams, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll give fill you the, in the blanks. Yeah, we'll yeah. give you the spread for you. Which I mean, uh, that may not be a bad strategy. Yeah, I mean, especially the way that I've been picking lately, the way Luck has been picking all season. Um, yeah, and I'd like That's to have great. Luck it on now. He normally is going to be coming on when we are going to have Robert Morris, head coach Andy Tool, on the show. And so maybe we could get Luckett on another time. Like or we get him on early, wake him up. Or 8 o'clock, yeah. yeah. Really, to start the second hour would be most ideal. I'll so, wake him up. I'll, I'll go over to Oklahoma and wake him up. Go bang on that door, his. Does he actually live in Oklahoma? No, he's out of Oklahoma now. He's in J-Town. But Oklahoma yeah. at heart. Yeah, that's what I, I, I figured. I figured as much. And that'll be cool. It'll be Give us a a different perspective that we don't normally get here on Kentucky Roll Call, talking to the head coach heading into tonight's matchup. A big deal, obviously, for Robert Morris getting to play at Kentucky. 
they're 23 and a half point underdogs roush yep i believe is the the line that came out that's probably fair that's a that's if i had to guess the line i probably would have put it at 24 or 25 so not too terribly far off there and it's a game that kentucky should win but it'll it'll be interesting to hear andy tools perspective about his team this matchup john calipari obviously a pittsburgh guy robert morris in pittsburgh so so that's going to be fun in hour number two. But get the text in up until then, 502-414-1450. And Roush, oh, we got man. to dive right in. Oh, what? Oh, I, oh. I was just going to say, I didn't realize Bob Mo moved out of the Colonial. And I, I guess because they're the Colonials, I always assume they're in the Colonial Athletic Association. But no, they're in the... Uh, they're in the Rust Belt now, playing in uh, hell. I can't even think of that name, that conference. That NKU, Youngstown State. They're Horizon. all in Horizon. Yeah. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, I think league. that was. I, like that I think that was a couple of years ago that they made that switch. But it's still, it takes me a little back every now and then. They had some rivals in the Northeast Conference that mm-hmm. uh, that I remember, and I'll see those teams sometimes think like oh well anyways i got a i got a buddy who who is familiar with robert morris and uh, some of his family went there so i keep up with robert morris basketball every now and then but yes they are in the horizon now new rivals new schedule all all that new stuff so i don't know if they've been to the ncaa tournament since they've been in the horizon but maybe uh, they, this is maybe well, this is the year that was the uh the thing is they were going to go they won the northeast conference in their last year and then COVID happened so yeah real bummer real bummer for those folks it really is okay Suck it, COVID. what was a real bummer for us folks was yesterday roush what the hell really i can't, um, I can't help but think you're partially responsible you can blame me, um, but I will. It's one of those things that, like, I almost like I, I I was so shocked I didn't know what to do because Emil Wagner, everything lined up for him to go to Kentucky. He's known Vince Marrow since he was in middle school, and Marrow was recruiting his brother. His brother played at UK. His brother's on the staff at UK. He's visited UK it for at least three games this season. Uh, including the game Saturday against Tennessee. He was just on campus. And four days later, he announces his pick to Notre Dame. Uh, I think you could argue this is Vince Merrill's biggest recruiting miss ever. Um, the one that stands out above the rest of them right now is Wandell Robinson. But at least in Wandell's case, you understood why he wouldn't go to Kentucky. He's a receiver trying to... Uh, it, I think that... Was that the year? That wasn't the Lynn Bowden year that they ran it all the time. But Kentucky was a rushing offense without a proven quarterback. You could understand why he would want to go elsewhere. There's really no good excuse to not go to Kentucky if you're a Mill Wagner. I mean, everything, you had everything working for your advantage. You've got the big blue wall, the offensive line. You're already recruiting another talented left tackle. He could come in and play right. To miss out on this guy, it's it's a huge, huge, huge blow to Kentucky football recruiting because – Man, your foundation is in the trenches. That would have fortified it with two top 150 players at offensive tackle. You miss out on Emil Wagner after kind of letting some other guys walk because you were that confident in getting Wagner, and now you're up a creek without a paddle. I like that you're not sugarcoating this. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like there is any sugarcoating to be had. Yeah, and the thing is, is that people aren't going to be as critical because 
Vince is Vince and we all like Vince, but, and, and, and you know, it, it's, it's weird. It's, you got to find the right forum to share it. Like it, it's, 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 a, it's just a weird situation with him because of the way that he's, he's friends with so many folks, but like, this is, this is a big swing and a miss for him. Like it just is, you're getting paid $900,000 a year to recruit. You got to go get some big dogs from Ohio. There was a lot of big guys in Ohio and you're not going to get any of them in this class. You're going to get a couple guys, but not, not the, the, the top caliber top tier kind of players that you need. Um, I know he's done well in the state of Kentucky. He was a big reason why the cats got Dane key, but this is the one that, you know, nobody else could really get for you. You got to go make it happen. And Vince didn't do it. It's, 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 um, and now you're, you stack that news on top of news that Keontae Goodwin's officially visiting Florida state this weekend. You didn't even realize they were kind of in it. Um, and then I talked to his camp and they said, they're probably not even going to take an official visit to Kentucky anymore. So yeah. And the thing, uh, things are not going well right now, but just it's, 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 it's a snowball rolling downhill and we can't get the hell out of the way. I told you we needed, we needed a little something. And now we, we, no, not at all. We thought we were going to have this delicious feast and it's all been spoiled. It's rotten. It's no good. And I I liked what you said there about the big dog and I think you're spot on about it. And I don't think that if if I don't I don't think Vince is probably listening, but if that somehow gets back to him that Roush says that that's his biggest recruiting miss or second biggest recruiting miss and he's got to get those people in Ohio. If that if that were to get back to him it's just it's true. He should be honest, he'd probably yeah. he'd probably be the first one to say absolutely. We we we've got to find a way to to bring that guy home. It seemed like a layup of a recruitment and it seemed like everything was pointing Kentucky and that was maybe as big as a disappointing surprise since Wandell and even then there were some whispers before it happened. Right, there, right. There weren't whispers that Wagner was going oh. elsewhere. Everybody thought and, it was going to be UK. Oh, to the point like he didn't tell so for most of these recruitments they'll tell the websites you know where they're going beforehand and i don't think that even though he did it with 24 7 and cbs sports hq they 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 didn't inform the national people um right away like before i mean I, maybe they gave him like a 10 minute heads up right as the broadcast was getting ready to start but they didn't get advance notice he didn't call any of the coaches ahead of time he kept it a secret, and so, you know, more power to him. I just wish that secret was that he was going to Kentucky instead of Notre Dame. Um, we should have maybe been tipped off when he said he won't – Quentin Nelson's who he models his game after, and when Alan Treu was like, well, you know, he's not afraid to be his own guy. Um, man, really just a shocking, shocking decision, and one that really kind of hamstrings UK. I know that the – like if you're if you're trying to look for reasons why, um, you know, there was a rumor that Vince would be leaving UK to follow Mel Tucker to LSU. I'm not buying that. Like, it, it, Emil Wagner's smart enough to see through that rumor and also make a decision on his own. Like, if you really wanted to go to Kentucky, you would go to Kentucky. So I, I, I don't. I always knew with this kid back in like the spring when things were really starting to heat up that he wasn't going to be a guy that was just going to go to Ohio State because he was from Ohio and they offered. Like he was a different kind of cat. 
but you hadn't heard buzz from anywhere but Kentucky in the last since the season started. And so this is really, really a shocking surprise. And, uh, you know, I, I said it was lazy to blame the, the three-game losing streak on it. But, you know, it's a football's a game of momentum, and Kentucky just doesn't have any right now. You thought they might be able to get some of it back. And, nope, not the case. Not the case at all. Whew. Lot to lot to take in there. I do want to talk about the Vince Mero Mel Tucker rumors. Those came out yesterday, and just a little little head scratching on that. Uh, I guess final thoughts on Wagner. Agree with everything you say. You know this situation better than than I do, so it feels good to hear that. Okay, this seems like really not ideal. Is the actual thought process here on this one, and why would you want to spend your college years in South Bend, Indiana, when you could be in Lexington, Kentucky? It's a good point. Two, two different college experiences. Right. Now, um, I will say the um, you, your Big Bag Dave and all of your snooty, fluty Notre Dame fan friends will tell you that, well, uh, Notre Dame, you're set for life. The Alumni Association, the network, you're good for Like, I could see buying into all that. Like, I, I, I could see that. Wagner would have been on big blue wall billboards all across the bluegrass while actually having a fun college experience. Now he'll be in the dreadful northern Indiana where yeah. it gets dark from October 1st to May 15th. And the only fun thing to do is to go to Chicago. Yeah, you do have the beaches that are next to the factories. There, there are the factory beaches. People do. For, yeah. Maybe Wagner's big on the factory beaches. Yeah, I, I, we'd, be, yeah. we, we would need to. We would need to ask. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Didn't Mel Tucker sign a long, big deal extension with Michigan State, or was I just misreading things? He may have, but it doesn't matter. Like if, if. Um, if what's his name, James Franklin turns down LSU, he's their next guy. So um, right now it sounds like it's Franklin, then Tucker, then Alex Grinch, the Oklahoma defensive coordinator. The the LSU plane was in Norman. So um, that seems like the, the three candidates now for that LSU job. Hmm. Interesting. My vote's the Grinch. Why? Why, Grinch. why isn't – LSU interested in Fickle? Is he just so locked up with the USC job that it's a non-starter? Um, he's white. <laughs> that that's the that's the brash way to say it. But the LSU president, the the rumors, the message board talk is that he wants a minority head coach. I don't think LSU's ever had one. Um, so that's that's the that's the kind of move. I think it's a big uh, culture thing, like. Because uh, the culture hasn't always you, – you think Ed Orgeron, who's more Cajun LSU than that. But like LSU, the state of Louisiana, high African-American population, you're recruiting a lot of the state of Louisiana. The African-American president wants a minority pre uh, football coach. You go get that football coach. So that's the – that's at least the common talks around the coaching search on message boards and whatnot. The scuttlebutt, if you will. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Which makes it seems like that Grinch is just the backup guy in case those other two fall through. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fickle has been mentioned to USC. 
I'm not sure what their hiring requirements are, but that'd be great if Fickle got the hell out of Cincinnati. He he can go. Yeah. It seems like he will after this season. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Need him out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Well, speaking of Los Angeles, some thoughts on Odo Beckham going to the Rams. Uh, or is he? Uh, Josina Anderson says no. He's still thinking about it. No, I think it's pretty much locked up. But one year, it, $4.25 Doesn't make sense, really. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. that, that, not as much as, say, the, the fact sometimes. Would've. The fact sometimes, Justin, I got to pull more opinions out of you. It's a radio show. You got to explain why you feel a certain way. And there, you got Van Jefferson, you got Cooper Cup, who's probably the best wide receiver in the league this year. You've got Robert Woods still. Just to me, it doesn't make sense. And when you look at a team like the Packers, decimated at wide receiver at this point, I, I just I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. I think Green Bay's the healthiest they've ever been at wide receiver. I think they have everybody now. Yeah, but where if Odell were to join the Packers, where does he slot in as receiver number two? Probably right. I would feel I personally would still feel better about Lazard than I would about Odell. And then who's better between Odell and Randall Cobb? I think most people would probably say Odell and he's probably he probably is more talented, but Cobb definitely the safer option. Cobb's not going to do anything stupid or boneheaded or be a distraction in the locker room. I did not want him anywhere near Green Bay personally. Just I don't one blame you. I don't think he's all that great. I don't think he's been all that great for a few years now. I know injuries have played a role in that, but you have to take that into consideration as well. And then even this process, even just picking a new team, this process has been a headache. Nothing he does is stress-free, drama-free, and as much as I hate to admit it, Green Bay's got their own stuff going on right now. It's it, there's been there's been some. Uh, there's been some drama with Green Bay over the last, well, I don't know, seven or eight months. So uh, just anything that could potentially add to that, I'm out on. And especially for somebody that I don't think is all, all that great to begin with. So, but, but if you're the Rams, here's the, but here's the positive way to look at it, in my opinion, is if you don't think he's going to be a locker room problem. That's and, and I you you probably should have that mindset that you're, he's not going to be or if he is we'll be able to handle it and we've got our own you you should you should have faith in your culture to figure that stuff out. All that being said, for the Rams, their thought process probably was another weapon. Sweet, if he turns out to be good, cool. Now how do you how do you defend us with all these weapons? And if he ends up not being all that great, that's fine. We're already loaded anyways. So I understood why the Rams did it, and I understand why he wants to to go to Los Angeles. I, I love L.A. Rams, their mindset of let's just win right now. Let's try to defeat the Bucks. Let's stock up. The Bucks and the Rams, they could be terrible. In like a decade, you know, they could be really, really bad because they've just traded picks and they've yeah. got rid of all their youth for, youthful players and whatnot. I know they, they didn't need to do anything to bring Odell in, but they are throwing $4.25 at them, so that's something See, as well. I get it from the Rams' perspective. I just don't get it from Odell's perspective. Like Because they're he good. Was, he, he wanted, yeah, I, I get that, but he wanted to leave Cleveland because he wasn't getting thrown the ball. Does he really think he's going to go into this stacked offense and get thrown the ball? He's going to get like three looks a game. It's, just, it's 
That's true, but I, I thought he's just obviously ring chasing. But that's again, that's a that's a great point, Justin, and it kind of yeah. just goes to show steer clear of Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, he's a mess. Wasn't that the, you're right? That was the issue in Cleveland, <laughs> not getting enough touches. Now let's go to maybe the most crowded wide receiver room in the NFL. Just Man, uh, it's so stupid. I hate Odell. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wanted him nowhere near Green Bay. Best of luck to him. In Los Angeles. Hey, look at us doing a little sports uh, radio. Little sports radio, NFL talk, hot takes. The, did the did you all watch uh, the Ravens lose last night? Man, not a great sign for Omar Day Saturday in the cards. If you all lot- made it past halftime, congratulations to you. I couldn't do it anymore. Holy crap. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't make it to kickoff. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I was out quick. I watched a good chunk of the game. Um, had luckily had a nice. 46 degree weather night volleyball game at 920, which was really oh enjoyable. My God. I but can't believe they're got, still playing. Got whole, yeah, just your normal middle of November. We're not even to the playoffs yet, Roush. Oh my God. Not even to the, it's just going to be snow. It's just, instead of stand, it's just going to be snow volleyball. Everybody there, <laughs> morale is low. People, I feel like, I feel like this is like a, army in, in encampment like back in the civil war we're just ready everybody's ready to go home everybody's done it's it's tiring it's cold your feet just are freezing in I that mean, sand the where brook plays they have indoor and outdoor and they have not been playing outdoor for weeks yeah, I feel like that that that's that should be the case. That should be the <laughs> this this league should have seriously ended well over a month ago, and yeah. here we still are. Uh, playoffs though next week, baby. Woo, bring it home. We're all gonna get pneumonia. <laughs> not not going to not going to be ideal. Text into the Thornton text line five zero two. 414-1450. We need to get to some of these texts. We need to try to figure out when we're going to do the home field apparel. Picks of the week contest. Listen to one of you all give out your picks. You call in. And let's go ahead and just do that now. We'll go to a break. If you want to enter the home field picks of the week contest, you call in. You have three gambling picks. And if you become our leaderboard, or if you jump to the top of our leaderboard, you will be in the number one position to take home the home field apparel prize pack, Huge which prize includes a hundred dollars worth of home field apparel gear. Yes. Roush pacer tickets, like you said, and then a, a gift card food dinner is going to be on the big X and home field apparel. You're going to want this prize pack. We'll give it away in January. We've got a running list of the leaderboard right now. John, our leader with just two points, he edges out Morpheus. That's right, Justin Morpheus. Correct. Yep. Yeah, he edges out Morpheus, who has one point. So you call in right now, 502-384-1450, and we will get you on the horn. We'll hear your picks and we'll see how they do this weekend. See if you can top John on the leaderboard. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back after this. Travis is talking about a subject that he's passionate about. It's entertaining. I don't always agree with him, but it's entertaining because he's smart. He knows what he's talking about, and, and he cares about the subject. He does not care about college basketball. He never has. He never will. So when he talks college basketball, you're better off just listening to your grandma's fart. <laughs> Thank you. 
Was that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. On my tongue. Okay, I, I'll be honest with you, I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and onion and ketchup. Part of that scene is when kind of the, yeah, the jig is up and then Seth Rogen's like, you know what? I don't think the fart or the tuxedos was all that funny anymore. <laughs> Great movie. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. We did it. It's kind of been a longer week, but we are here and the home field pick sweepstakes continues. Major prize on the line. And on the phone line, we have Trent. Trent, how are you? I'm doing good. How are y'all this morning? Doing well. Thank you for calling in. Whereabouts you calling in from? I'm on the way to Bowling Green to go to work. You sound tired, Trent. County. Okay. Okay. Oh. You got this. You're gonna get some you're gonna lay some picks down. You're gonna go kick works ass, and then we're gonna have a hell of a weekend watching the cats win a couple of games. Yes, sir. All right. Trent, do you have your picks in hand? Yes, I do. Let them rip, baby. Save your lock of the week for last. Give us your first two and then lock of the week. Well the first one would be tonight, Cincinnati. I think it was twenty one or twenty three. 23, I was just looking at that one. You think they go on the road and take care of business against a really bad South Florida team? Yeah, I think that would be uh, pretty simple for them tonight. Okay, got it. There's pick number one. Love it. Pick number two? Uh, let's go Michigan minus one and a half. Who do they have this weekend, Trent? Penn State. Penn State. Ooh, Penn State. that's a big yeah. game. That's going to be I've fun. Got it at, I've got it at one, by the way. All there right, you Trent. You did it, buddy. All right, and then let's go ahead and just keep it rolling with Kentucky Lock of the Week. See if we can get it right this time. All right. Everybody on the home field apparel has picked Kentucky. It has not worked out for anybody just yet. Trent, I think you're going to be the first one, and Kentucky's going to just absolutely wipe the floor with Vanderbilt. So that's going to be fun. What's that number at, Roush? Uh, I I believe it was 21 and a half. Uh, I'll double-check real quickly, and it is 21. 21, so you get the hook. Okay, just three touchdowns. If the offense plays anything like it did last weekend, Trent, you don't. I don't think that's going to be any issues. What What is your thoughts on tomorrow's game and and even tonight's Robert Morris game? Uh, just a, a few UK thoughts before we let you go. Well, for the basketball game tonight, I mean, obviously our defense has got to get, especially interior, has got to get better. I mean, I mean, they really didn't show much against the exhibition games either. But I mean, he's got to do something. I think Damian Collins has got to step up. I just don't think he's got to, he's got to put some weight on. Mm-hmm. But for the football game, I mean, like I said, if the offense plays the way it does, I mean, we should put up fifty plus. And I mean, defense has got to step up too. I mean, but they should. I don't know. I just hope they hope they can step it up. It's weird that UK fans all of a sudden feel snake bit about basketball defense and football defense. Uh, two coaches that have had some elite defenses in their times at Kentucky. Not so much right now, or at least not at this very moment, at least. Trent, we really appreciate you calling in. We appreciate hearing from you, getting your thoughts on the Cats, and getting your home field apparel picks of the week. We wish you nothing but the best. All you need is two points to tie. 
and then three points to be our clubhouse leader. So best of luck to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. You you too. Thank you. All right. That was Trent. Uh, we appreciate it. Best of luck. And then next Friday, we'll take another caller and somebody else will be entered in the home field apparel pick sweepstakes. Let's get to this Thornton's text line, Roush. Let's do it. Um, while you're at it, uh, just quickly, Joel Justice lost on a buzzer beater last night. For oh, like my gosh. Court. That was it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and I've seen all the videos. I've, I've seen Joel on the sidelines. He stands up as soon as the ball is released. Stands up is like, well, this is it. Let's go, you know, let's get in line to shake their hand. That's game. And and then it and then it goes. Oh out. man, just God. I mean, it is every bit of three quarter court. Oh prayer. yeah. It's, it's, it, a, it goes it's a literal in. prayer. Yeah. And you see Riverside beats Arizona State. That's tough. Hey, I Justin, I'd like to say shout out to Big Ten Network for doing the six thirty basketball games. Uh, six o'clock. Six o'clock. It was, it was six. Oh, that was awesome. Because yeah. I, I had I had it on. And uh, Maryland almost got upset by George Washington. They missed a three to tie it with like 40 seconds left and ended up losing. So Big Ten really does it right. They have games at six, eight, and ten. That's they, the way they, to do it. Well, ten's obviously way too late. Well, ten's normally a team nobody cares about, though. Like, they're I never going to be in at ten. And they would do it in like for a team that plays in Central Time Zone, too. So it's not yeah, like Iowa or terribly Nebraska. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I've turned it on the Big Ten game, I think, every night. Yeah, every night since college basketball started, that 6 o'clock game. People want to watch basketball at that hour, at, at least on the East Coast. It's smart to have something there when there's literally nothing on anywhere else. So good on them, although they got to they gotta figure out their bottom line. That score bottom line is entirely too it's big. So I, feel like with that. I feel like it's yelling at me. I feel like I'm being like assaulted while watching a Big Ten basketball game because the bottom score is so huge. They must have had some old people in a one of those group <laughs> studies. They were like, "We just can't see the bottom line. You got to make it bigger." Like, no, it, it was fine. It was fine the way it was. Uh, Bob Knight was asking for it. <laughs> hey, not, I'm, I'm being sincere. Justin, is Gene Katie still? He's not. He's not with us anymore, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Him and him and Bob Knight are real good friends. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I don't Still think he's alive. Right. Eighty-five years old. Yeah, wow. He's only eighty-five too, which I would have thought he was ninety-eight. Like he's he looks a, he ninety-eight. Just, yeah, he 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 lived hard. You know. We need to bring back the Joe B and Denny show, and then get Bob Knight and Gene. Just put a microphone in the middle and let the stories roll, baby. That would be entertainment. It, uh, it'd be yeah. I, I, you know what? It would be. It would. I mean, be. no, no matter what you think about those coaches, think about the stories that they're able to tell. Correct. It would be good. Um, oh, it, I need a producer to, to, to edit make... out some of the words that are said. Yeah, I, th I think Ross probably right on the Thornton sex line. Roll call says one texter. Great text. Really gets the text line started in a good way. Yeah. Woo. Gets me fired up. A texture says, ask cash grass for that cab ride. Probably not a smoker and no monies. You know what that leaves. Um, that's That's got to be something that Trevor said, right? No, it's re referencing we said that my buddy who had to forward that check in the cab oh. ride because he didn't. <laughs> this texture saying you've got three options. <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's funny. Good stuff. 
Um, no reason Sharp couldn't have done what Keels did. He's right up there with Paolo and Chet in that class of 2021. Still can't get over that, like, Chet. God named Chet. Cash yeah, is so, you know, you, he's so weird to watch play. He's really good. That, that, not taking anything away from him. But he's just – he's so long. He, he's His wingspan is insane. And he just – he does look kind of goofy, so it's yeah. weird seeing somebody look goofy that's just dominating a basketball game. He's good though. Yeah, they play at eleven thirty tonight, so I'll probably um, I'll probably watch a little bit of that. You know, not staying up for all of it because God, I'm yeah. That may be when I'm getting back from old Lexington. Yeah, flip it off. Lex Vegas is what they call it. Yeah, a little late night whack. W the conference. <laughs> Aren't they West Coast Conference? Not why? Oh yeah, yeah. WCC, a little late night WCC. <laughs> I do always forget that Gonzaga, who is in the the whack? That's like Colorado State, right? I see. I I don't know because they were like trying to twice. make an FBS football conference, so like sure. they don't have football. Any, it's weird. I, I'm or very maybe confused. that's the Mountain West. That's yeah, Mountain I'm, West. Yeah, yeah I'm very confused. You get you get to the Rocky Mountains and the conferences go out the window to me, except right, for the Pac-12. Because they stink. Yep. They stink. They really, really stink. Somebody get this bleeping Tennessee fan the hell out of here. No one cares about your stupid team or your stupid thoughts and opinions. Damn it, man. Oh, wow. Roush didn't want to put the Lord's name in vain. Tennessee fan has gotten to him. Yep. I mean, I just also, you know, don't like. Uh, you don't want to spend. You don't want to spend eternity burning. No, no. Can't be spending Same. eternity burning. Same. Okay, this, this this is kind of a thread of text, so be patient. Hang All right, in there. I'll buckle in. Disappointed in KRC and its listeners when 80% of the UK Duke combo is about the refs. Are we not smarter, better than that? Why are we not talking about mixing coverages on bench arrow, doubling on the entry on the dribble? Oh, that's right. Cal's stubbornness and thinking his players are just better. No hard hedging on Keel's ball screens. Duke hit one three-pointer, packed the paint, and forced them to play outside in. Let's talk basketball, fellas. Quit crying about the refs. We sound like a U of L show. So this is this guy is notoriously anytime we've ever complained about a ref in any game, football or basketball, he's one of these people that thinks he's honorable because he's not gonna ever admit that the refs have an outcome on a game. We had said that Duke is more talented and better than Kentucky, but still, when you have a 16 free throw discrepancy in a single digit game between top 10 teams, that's that's head scratching. That's not normal. That being said, we have talked about that. We've talked about how Keon Brooks was kind of getting schooled by Ben Chero and how Kentucky needed to try to – was Toppin not strong enough or big enough to be able to guard him? Uh, why why was he able to just have that little quick step, create some space and knock down that shot? We've talked plenty more oh. than 20% of X's and O's, my man. The, the big one, too, like I can't stress – I. I've talked about Cal switching ball screens for eternity. Like, what, what do you want me to do? He's never going to stop switching ball screens. It's just not – he's never going to do it. It drives me crazy. I can't I can't illustrate it anymore. I'm blue in the face more than that than I am talking about refs because he ain't changing. I'm not Justin, changing, so quit asking. Right? Did Justin have something? Uh, Nick Saban? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. thought you did. But, yeah, like uh, they should have been hedging those ball screens super hard or doubling them. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen if you double Trevor Keels? Right, so this continues, out of it. 
Yeah. I'll just read this 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 guy's thoughts. He's he's not a huge fan of our show, but uh listens intently. TJ, how many post-ups did Oscar have? One and turned it over trying to spin baseline. There's your reason for no free throws. He was lobs and putbacks. UK and Duke had the same number of fouls for each team in the second half, and they still beat us by four in that half. Oh no, the humanity by four. You don't say. Quit crying about the officials. And why does the same number of fouls matter when it we should look what was the number of free throws in that half? Quit crying about the officials. It's pathetic. I'm never going to quit crying about the officials when the officials deserve criticism. As if we don't criticize UK and their players or their coaches, Roush just kind of went after the big dog to start the show today. We When it's deserved, we go after it. When it's deserved to crush officials, we do. Uh, I responded to this person and said it's just rare to have a 16 free throw discrepancy in a single digit possession game with with two good teams. He follows up. Florida State had a 15 free throw discrepancy in their game literally last night. There goes your rarely happens defense. Quit crying about the officials and man up. Talk basketball. Florida, Florida State was playing Penn at home. They like, won by 35 against Penn yeah, at dingus. home. That is that is dingus. Come on. I mean, I and get then, it. Like. Also, can you just let us be mad that we lost a Duke and whine some? No, Come on. No. I, I can't. I, I want to just be whiny, all right? It's been a bad time to be a Kentucky fan. Let us whine about the damn refs, okay? It sucks right now, all right? Can we not just do this? We don't have to. X's and O's the first game of the year. So he tried to pull out a few other games. Again, they weren't single-digit games. Gets completely dominated. So what does he end up going and saying? He pulls back the UK-Michigan State game from 2019 and says, well, UK had a 14 free throw discrepancy, 14 more free throws in Michigan State. I guess to prove my point that I didn't complain about the officiating back in 2019. He had to pull out a game from two years ago, which wasn't even a 16 free throw discrepancy for what it was worth. And secondly, it was two years ago. And I think if we remember, we were like, hey, UK got a pretty good whistle in that game. We like that one. Um, you had Quickly, which was a guard. You had Tyrese Maxey, which was a guard. You had Ashton Hagens, which was a guard. It was a pretty guard-oriented team. They had Cash and Winston who could get to the line as well. But the rest of their team wasn't all that great in terms of getting to the line. Um just wild, wild takes. The officials stunk in that game. It's okay. It's all yeah. right. Kay's going to get beneficial calls all season, buddy. I, I, I will say I do get when you're like, man, I want to turn on to hear some X's and O's talk. We do but talk like, X's and O's. If we didn't do that, that'd be one thing. But Monday's show yeah. was a healthy blend of venting because we were upset. Secondly, complaining about officials. And thirdly, talking about the team, what we liked because there were things that we liked. And then yeah. things that obviously are concerning, most centering around the defense. And, and their inability to kind of guard yeah. for, and, for the duration of the possession. And also, like, what? ooh, they should have done more to double Banchero or something. Dude, Banchero's going to go off. Like, it, it's hard to do, break down X's and O's when they just had two guys that were clearly superior athletes. Like, better NBA you know, basketball players. Like, you're saying force them to shoot threes. They were shooting a lot of 18 and 19 footers. Yeah. Just that extra foot and a half, two feet can make a difference. But it's not like they were just – feasting inside the total Brooks, duration of the game. Brooks was daring Banchero to shoot it, and Banchero was like, okay, here, yeah. let me make it. You know, like The issue just... was his little jab steps were getting Brooks all off balance, tipsy-topsy, so he was even getting more space because the second he'd do Ooh. that jab, Brooks would get back on his heels, and that and then that length that Brooks had, that was gone at that point. Tipsy-topsy. I, I thought you were going to go topsy-turvy there. Wow. Tipsy-topsy, baby. 
Uh, Texter says Florida State. Surely we wouldn't lose Goodwin to anyone other than Alabama, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he likes uh, well, he likes the offensive line coach there. Um, can I just quickly? I, I've I've got some I've got some things to say about the Keontae Goodwin commitment. Whoa! Everybody, yeah. buckle up. I told you all I would. I would let you all know when I got worried. I'm worried. officially worried and it's not more or less about the not officially visiting it's more so about the i'm wondering if the added exposure that he gets from kentucky fans and the university of kentucky in general is actually going to be counterintuitive you think that it would being the big show in town would help his potential uh, NIL money, uh, but he's a guy who he's a quiet kid. He gets kind of weirded out by, um, you know, whenever guys are like chanting his name or stuff like he's just, you know, he's kind of shy uh, for a big guy. And he's always been one who wanted to get away from the riffraff and just be able to go do his work and get to the next level. And I'm 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 worried that he might be scared away from a, a bright spotlight at UK and the kind of exposure there uh, because he just wants to get away and go to work. So I'm I'm officially on the oh man I, uh, I don't know I appreciate your insight that should be UK fans big time like light going off emergency this is not good if roush is saying that probably some intel or at least some whispers uh, that's not coming out of left field i can promise you that all that being said horrible rationale for goodwin if that is the case like as if landon young couldn't get through the throngs of fans on his way to class because he was a star lineman for the university of kentucky give me a break people aren't going to be outside his dorm room chanting nightly once he gets to UK's campus once he's a big deal because he's a big time commit UK fans are excited about him yes if he's on campus people may ask for a picture here or there but that's going to be the case anywhere he's like a six foot seven ginormous human being and people know that he's going to be a future pro make a lot of money that's going to happen if he goes to Florida State if he goes to Alabama wherever he goes to and at Kentucky it will happen from time to time but this idea that he's just going to be flooded with fans consistently that's not that's not going to happen yeah, I um I and it's less about some of it is just I, I'm feeling negative about everything right now and it feels like everything's falling apart because in no way, shape, or form should you be losing Emil Wagner to Notre Dame. But there's also like I, I'm putting p- two and two together from conversations I've had over the last year of kind of like signs that it might not be Kentucky. The the big thing is is Kentucky has to convince him that this is the place where you can really cash in um, and yeah, also be time. successful because like we, we do a good job of putting offensive linemen in the NFL. So man, I just, I, he was out in Vegas yesterday. Did you see that? I did. seems like he's living the, the high school life that all of us lived. Yeah, definitely. Vegas midweek. I, I will say, too, about the Florida State thing, they've got the number one player in the country visiting this this weekend, too. So, big recruiting weekend against Miami. Um, might I'm actually thinking about, like, emotionally hedging and betting Florida State this weekend, too. 
Because, like, you know, big recruiting weekend for Mike Norvell. I want to show out all the stops. I will, I will say, like, there, there's two schools of thoughts on this, and and you, we, we weren't happy with the news to start the show with recruiting from yesterday. But I'm I'm curious your thoughts on which one is is more accurate in this regard. On the one hand, what more can Kentucky do? This dude has lived in Lexington, basically. UK got him to commit. It was a huge deal to get him to commit when they did. They've He's taken visits here. He's taken visits there. They've held on to him. What more can Kentucky do? They did everything they could in this recruitment. If the kid just wants to go elsewhere, you just sometimes have to put your hands up and say, shucks, that's not the way, that's not the way we wanted it to go. Or do we say, you got to find a way to get this dude to sign. He's been committed forever. You got him to commit the first time. You've been, you've had him on campus a million different times. How can you not get this kid to stay committed? You, you got to find a way to seal the deal here. Which one is more accurate, Roush? I think it's you got to find a way to seal the deal here. I think and, I agree with you. I, I yeah, do. I, I, and I did, not to say that the former's untrue. There is there could be a sense of like, well, what more could you do? And then the answer to that would be, well, get him to sign. That's what more you could have done. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever that little extra bit would have been, that's what you needed to do. Yeah, and there was um, there was a comment Mark Stoops had yesterday that I found interesting. Uh, and it sounded like when he was talking about expectations that he was redirect. Like it, it almost sounded like he was talking to Vince Marrow. Uh, you know, talking about reading your headlines. He said, you know, something we all fight as coaches because there's so much information, you know, after tough losses. And that's what I tell them with social media, people attacking them. Don't dive into that uh, because anybody can say anything. Uh, it's a hard world. It can be focused on the players. They just got to block it all out, good or bad, and really stay focused and go to work every single day. So uh, that that felt kind of like a, Vince, uh, let's not read our headlines here. Let's you 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 gotta keep pounding the pavement, keep working, keep recruiting hard. We can't rest on our laurels because we got off to a hot start. So I know winning will help cure some of this towards the end of the season. Um, but and, and there's also an extent of this too that UK knew that Keontae was going to take all these visits. Like, I, so I don't think they are at the uncomfortable part, but it's. What were you saving for the end to secure this? Because that's what a good recruiter should have done. Is like you, you, you do the normal. You, you develop the good relationships, but there's got to be a nice little one-two punch at the very end to to make this happen. Go out and hit it at the right time, about two weeks before signing day, and and secure this thing up because uh, Florida State will not be the last trip he's taken. <laughs> it's oh, that, that's big boy recruiting, and it's. And it's even tougher when you're on a three-game skid. Uh, that that Tennessee game that really stings, really hurts, and you you needed to find a way to pull that one out. I think that I don't know. I don't think that means necessarily you get a commitment from from uh, Flagner, Flagner's little brother. I don't know if it means you feel more confident about Goodwin, but things are just better. Things are just happier if that happens. All right, the same goober texts in again. KSR yesterday said refs weren't biased at all. 
Ryan said that's our typical UK fan defense. Matt said we're a jump shooting team slash roster and Duke is attacking the basket. Easy reason for the discrepancy. Roush, any thoughts on the opinion from the guy who writes your paychecks? Yes, it's different than mine. Two people can have two different opinions. Why don't you go kick rocks, buddy? If you don't want to listen to our whining about refs, then sorry. You can go elsewhere. I refuse to ever think that college basketball officials are good at their jobs, okay? So suck it, buddy. Suck it. Mm -hmm. Big time suck it to you, pal. Some interesting comments from Jack and Drew on sources said regarding Mintz's body language and how he feels about his role on the team. Big Boy Drew joined on with Jack Pilgrim and sounded – Amazing. I also noticed, and I would, and those guys, they were in New York. They, they, they would know this stuff a hell of a lot better than I. On TV, I thought his, I thought his body language has not looked amazing. But the only thing rush that I've thought is, well, he's not playing as much. I could see that. But what did he think coming back was going to happen? I mean, it was clear. Would you rather be the guy, the guy on a terrible team, or be a role player on a good team? And I'll and and here's the deal. Mintz is a grown man at this point. If he can't find a way to handle this situation like an adult, then I'll bluntly say that he's not the person that I thought he was. Um, I can understand kind of needing to figure out what this is going to look like and getting used to this. But I kind of also noticed that a little bit too. So maybe something to keep an eye on moving forward. But he'll he'll have he'll have a big game, Roush, and I'm sure he will be fine i don't i can't imagine him being an issue it's also like it takes a little bit of time to for everybody to figure out their Mm -hmm. roles that was one game one game it's gonna be a little while yeah but it was interesting texter i appreciate you bringing that up and good job to uh to jack and drew that was fun man said seinfeld 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 (laughs) i gotcha so Wondell Robinson has 811 yards receiving this season. The all-time record for receiving yards in a season was set by Craig East. Can Wondell set the record in four games? He needs 500 against poor competition. Um, man, uh, he had a lot of 100-yard games too uh, early on in the year. Um, the only he would need some big plays. So he and needs I think 125 that's, yards a game against Vandy, New Mexico State, Louisville, and bowl game. You you would think that New Mexico State and Vandy, 150 attainable. Louisville, I think at least 100, and that may be generous. Yeah, but There's 400 so, right there, so man. it comes down to bowl game. Could he get 100 in the bowl game? I think you'd probably feel you'd want him to get 100 in that bowl game if you want Kentucky to win. Man, this sounds like a great post on KentuckySportsRadio.com. Thank you very much, Texter. I like this. That's a good, fun little positivity exercise because we haven't – it's been rough been, lately, but it can definitely football. happen against the really bad defenses. Uh, shout out to New Mexico State for warming up with a little old team called Alabama before they come to the Kroger Field. Yeah, I saw that. I think Alabama 52.5-point favorites or something like that. Pretty big line there. Hey, Roush. Mayor of the South End, great job yesterday with Vanetti. Yeah, I got a roll call in, too. First thing I said. I, I, I loved it. I heard it. Uh, you're also fired for going on competing shows. <laughs> so pack up your things and you get the hell out of here. Um, is is my last reward a, a lunch date at Salsaritas? That's all I really want. Yes, we need to go to our hour break, but why don't you tease everybody at Salsaritas? We're going to be well, there today. 
Yeah, we're all going to the Salsaritas in St. Matthews because 15% of your proceeds go to Bravehearts. Kick off a season of giving at Salsaritas. They've got two locations. they got one in Middletown, but we're all going to St. Matthews today. We're helping out this organization. It's a it's a great time to get some wildly addictive chips, some well-marinated meats, fresh mm. salsa, great guacamole. They got it all at Salsaritas. And, man, Brooke's not at school today, too, so a little lunch day for the rashes. Very excited. Uh, to to head out and hit up some salseritas. Great, great way to kick off the weekend. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call comes up next here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Gay. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Friday morning, text on in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's, their coffee is tops their donuts are fresh and delicious and you should get them on your way into your office treat yourself why not it's friday it's the weekend baby it's been a long week you deserve a donut damn right you do go get you one and use that refreshing rewards card save you some bucks bucks are good yep you know what else is good tj what's that a Kentucky football win. Uh, really, really needed this Saturday. Um, we haven't talked about it a ton um, because talking about Kentucky football has surprisingly been depressing as of late. But the offense has been good uh, as of late. And I think, uh, you know, Stoops could said he could see Will Levis stacking up some good practice. I know he took a step back. Uh, in that game against Mississippi State. But they also run a wonky 3-3-5 defense that you don't really see very often the blitz happens. But aside from that, hell, ever since the – I mean, it's been one game out of the last five he's played poorly. So you really like the direction he's heading. And it's also a great game for the defense to get right. Now, there's there's two things that Vandy does have that can be – a little bit daunting. Ken Seals was their main quarterback. He's been hurt, and they've been playing this running quarterback guy. We know how it is. Mobile quarterbacks will scare the Big Bull Nation. They do, and they they put some stress on the defense, especially when you're not healthy at edge and you don't have Jordan right there. So uh, there's that to worry about, and they have some good receivers. Now, the key is getting them the ball, uh, which plenty of quarterbacks have done as of late, but I believe they're – their passing numbers are just so so bad. So this should be should be a good spot for Kentucky's defense to get right. But I'm I'm still a lot of it's going to come down to get, being ready to play uh, against a in a sleepy stadium in a night kickoff that you're waiting all day for. Hopefully they come out and find a way to play pissed off because I think that's that's the the secret to success is playing angry and getting off to a fast start against Vanderbilt. I just don't want to give up any huge plays to Vanderbilt. That's gonna that's gonna really hurt me personally just to see that. 
Tennessee made it look easy. Mississippi State, they they did it. They did it in some different ways, but still, obviously, had had some big plays. I I just I can't, I'm not going to be able to see Vandy taking 70 yards off the top for a big touchdown. I'm just not yeah, going to be able to do it. Yeah. So I, I no big. If you are giving up big plays to Vandy, even if you win, even if you win 52 to 21, but Vandy hit on an 80 yarder, a 40 yarder, and then actually had a sustained drive or something along those lines, that's going to hurt. I don't think that's going to help your confidence seeing big plays give uh, give up big plays uh, against Vanderbilt. So, well, and, just, and just I make think a, confidence make them earn, earn it. Confidence is the big thing with this defense because they they were rocking and rolling and very confident six games into the season, giving up 305 yards a game and 17 and a half points a game. Those were all top four in the SEC. Uh, I think third by yard. Uh, behind Alabama going into that Georgia game. And since then, they're giving up twice as many points, 35 and a half points a game, 428 yards, and opposing quarterbacks are completing 80% of their passes. So the it's capable enough. It's a, it's a capable defense, but injuries have happened, and now confidence is fading away after playing some really talented quarterbacks. So this is the time to get right against Vanderbilt. Go out, set the tone up front in the trenches. I know that we said going in the year, the front seven would be the strength. You've lost some of that strength, but Boy McCall should be back. Justin Rogers let that out earlier this week. You get that guy back. I I don't think it's making the biggest difference in the world, you know, when it comes to passing numbers, but that dude's going to be raising some cane inside, and that's going to have a positive impact on the defense. It's just having that kind of juice out there on the field. So, Go make something happen, defense. You, you, the, the ball has not been bouncing your way. Go get yourself a turnover early on. Help the, Let the offense help you and sprint out to a big lead so that this thing – last thing you want to do is let Vandy hang around and think they can win. That's the last thing you want to do. That uh, – I will be furious if this game is close. Really, that that's not – and I don't think it will be, but that's, that's not going to be good. Let's not even speak that – into existence i just want to see the defense play more physical maybe a little cliche especially the secondary but get some of your confidence back by hitting people there's no there's no better way to feel pretty good about yourself than putting somebody on on their ass on a football field roush so if kentucky can go out there get back to their physicality remember their identity i I think these last three games have kind of shaken them almost to their core and you, you can still finish the season strong. There's still double-digit wins out there. If you win out, that certainly can happen. Outback Bowl, Tampa, great this time of year. Yes, has this season, will we always already look back at the season as what could have been? Sadly, probably so, but no, no need to make the drop-off any further than it is. If it ends up being an Outback Championship season, 10-3, and three, Roush, We'll remember it nicely. Yes, we'll always probably add the caveat that it could have been New Year's Six, but that's still a pretty damn good season. Need to get there, though, and it starts by getting getting things back together against Vanderbilt. Get right. Get it right. Get it tight. And offense, keep just keep churning. No reason you yeah. shouldn't. No, like the things you The things you did against Tennessee are honestly what you should be doing. Uh, you should be able to control the line of scrimmage, and if you need to rush the ball here and there, good. And then Will Levis, that's that's all you. I, I think Kentucky showed a lot of their tricks against Tennessee, but so you may not be as aggressive with some of the trick plays and whatnot, 
but you you can still do you can still do pretty much everything else you did. Complete passes, move the chains, take, chew up clock, control the possession, and hopefully you get a little more out of your defense. Let's do it. Get that win. Get back on the right track. Maybe we should get back to the Thornton's text line before Adam Luckett joins us to share his PT's picks of the week. Yeah, we're, we, we, we'll need whoa, to hurry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Home field picks of the week. He home field good. apparel picks of the week. Go to home field apparel, by the way. Check out their UK selections. Tops. Tops. All right, we got Luckett here now. Hey, Adam, Adam Luckett, KentuckySportsRadio.com. What's up, buddy? How y'all doing? All right, shoot us straight. Which show do you enjoy going on more, uh, us or the Leech show? <laughs> you know, I have a soft spot for you, TJ. So I don't oh even need to even ask that question. Yeah, but I know you also love the one of the best play-by-play broadcasters in all the land. I mean, it's, it's, it's I get I, it. I don't judge people like that. You know, I just see people for who they are. They, I, uh, uh, accomplishments and careers are nothing to me. You just you, you are who you are. And you, you all didn't stay long at the tailgate. Uh, it, I, I just, I, what you missed that one day. You're also, let me check, seven and twenty-three on the year. I just wanted to make sure we're still good. Yeah, we're still good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, That's what I'm I like hot. to hear. I'm a hot seven and twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're Dang. still, you're still within striking distance, baby. You're, you're about just like uh, two or three perfect weeks away. From from being right there, wow! And there's still two or three weeks left in the season, so I think three. So you're, and we'll do conference championship week. So you've got plenty of time, Luckett. You've got plenty of time. An updated scoreboard here. Roush is our leader, but it is tightening up, folks. Yeah, he is 17 and 13 on the year. I swear, at one point, I think you were like 16 and four or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was crazy good, and then just. You've got 19 points. Justin in second, 14 and 16, 18 points. So he's only a point behind Roush. I am in third with an embarrassing 12 and 18 record, but I've been hitting my locks of the week as of late. I've got 17 points, so I'm two off the lead. And then Luckett, he's got nine points there in, in last place, but not out of it just yet, buddy. So let's get to it. Roush, pick number one. I have the the good news is is I have like eight plays that I really like this week. So now it's just a task of whittling them down. The one that feels the best for me is Nevada opened as a three and a half point favorite at San Diego State. They're now three point dogs in a game that if they win, they'll go to the Mountain West Championship. The Wolfpack are howling. Wolfpack plus three. I hate my first pick. Um, not sure why I've got it, but I'm not a believer in Baylor. Give me Oklahoma minus five and a half. Okay. Let me write that down. My first pick, I'm going the Pirate, Mississippi State plus five and a half against Auburn. I, I think uh I think Mississippi State's getting a little more healthy and they're they're looking better. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win that game outright, but I imagine it coming down to the wire regardless. So Mississippi State plus five and a half against Auburn. Block it. Starting with a Big Ten nooner, Captain Khaki, Michigan, minus one against Penn State. I think Michigan's better on offense, defense. I think it's setting up to be another huge Michigan-Ohio State game where Michigan probably loses by double digits. So give me the Wolverines, minus one. Always classic, them losing to Ohio State. Roush, we're back for round two. What's pick number two for you? 
Whew. Like I said, it's tough whittling all these hot picks down. Uh, really tough to whittle them down. But I think I'm going to go with our not-so-good friends at Tennessee. It's a lot of points. Uh, both them and Purdue are taking a ton. But I just I, I can't see Purdue. I, I just see... Actually, no, no, no. I'm taking Purdue. Boiler up, Brommer up, Brommer makers, the spoiler makers. Uh, let's go Purdue plus 21. Suck it, Vols. Sounds like Roush is just deciding on the fly here. Man, what, what is going on? I mean, the well, total bailout in terms of you trying to clearly just waste time by talking. Well, I like both of them. I'm playing both of them. I didn't know which one I wanted, and I decided at the very last minute I can see Ohio State not pulling away uh, – better than I could see Georgia not pulling away. Georgia, that yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Justin, what do we got here, buddy? I'm going to go Wisconsin, minus 24, playing at home against a paltry Northwestern team. You think the Badgers take care of the big number? Absolutely. All right. With ease. It's Lamar Day, baby. It's going to be a blackout. Actually, not a blackout. Uh, just wear whatever you want. We don't even care anymore. We're giving away tickets. Please show <laughs> up. U of L versus Syracuse. Syracuse playing better. I, I, I think U of L kind of realizes if we're going to a bowl game, we have to have this win. I think they take care of business. Three is the number. I think U of L covers that. Wins by seven. I, I really want to pick against Louisville uh, because of the Syracuse defense, but I, I think you're right, TJ. I'm I'm going to play the cards too. Hey, if I and if I end up being sorry, like if I end up being wrong, oh no, you have lost or didn't cover. Oh no, Syracuse number two in the ACC in yards per play allowed defense, so they're better than you think. No, oh, all tricky right, spot. Like well, it. I think Louisville probably wins, but it is a tricky spot. Syracuse, we can really run the football. Um, noon game. You know, that's always weird. Cunningham's banged up, but he's always banged up. Weird shot. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm with Roush Purdue, plus 20 and a half at Ohio State. Jeff Brom is great as a road underdog. Uh, Ryan Day's not very good as a big home favorite. So give me the Boilermakers plus 20 and a half on the road. Woo! All right. Our favorite time of the week when you lock it up. Roush, lock it up. I'm locking up a Kentucky win and a Vanderbilt cover. I don't just Kentucky's marks wow. bad against big numbers. It's a sleepy stadium. Cats, they're going to wow. get a win, but it's going to be ugly. Vanderbilt plus 21. Lock it oh, up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, heavens. So I was going to say lock it up for my pick. I feel felt really good about my pick. Then Luckett throws it out. But I'll stay with it. Give me Michigan minus one. <laughs> Gosh, look it. Are you are you still alive after that? After he put you in a coffin? Wow. You know he Scooter tries, but it just it, see I, he's just so far down the totem pole. I just I just don't even hear what he's saying. You know you know look it. I would have had a perfect freaking week last week if you didn't join me on Ohio State. If you would have stayed away, I'd have went three for three. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> such is life all right lock it up michigan given one versus penn state uh, i will stay in the big 10 when i'm locking it up iowa given four and a half versus minnesota i think iowa wins big i whatever i'm going to the sec Texas a&m at old miss big game huge new year six implications 
A&M is not technically out of that race yet in the SEC West. If they won out and Bama lost, they would get an SEC championship. I think their defense is starting to come around. Their offense is doing just enough. I think they'll be able to slow down Matt Corral, and then they'll be able to run the ball at will against that Ole Miss defense. So give me the Aggies minus two and a half. Okay, A&M minus two and a half versus Ole Miss. That's going to be a fun one. Should should be a good sports weekend. What are your thoughts early on on the basketball caps, Luckett? Everybody always asks you football, 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 football. You watch basketball too, buddy. Yeah, I think they got a really good chance to be good on offense. It's just the defense I think is worrisome to this point. Um, just how they're going to play, how they're going to figure out, how they're going to adjust if Oscar gets in foul trouble. Um, the interior defense specifically was really bad, I thought, um, against Duke. So they're gonna, they need to probably pack it in a little bit more to protect themselves. Um, so that's the real thing I, I'm going to be watching here over the next month is how they kind of adjust on defense. Because offensively, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to have a post presence. They got two guys in Washington and Severe Wheeler that can create for others, and they got some shooters. Um, so offensively, I think they'll be fine. But the real thing for me to watch moving forward is defensively just how can how can they figure out something and be effective on that end of the floor luck it the texers on the thornton's text line first and foremost love you they, they just say nothing but compliments secondly they just would they have not stopped complaining about the officiating on tuesday night pretty bad huh on tuesday or saturday hey oh hey, hey. hey. Oh. Uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, that missed face mask was unbelievable. And then secondly, the coach K farewell tour is going to be disgusting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got the, we got perfect coach K after the game, you know, he goes to Cal and he talks him up, pats him down for two minutes. He goes in the press conference and says, man, Wheeler is tough. After he turns the ball over four times in the last five minutes. That Kentucky team is really good. We've got a bunch of freshmen out there. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, we gutted out a win. And, uh, buckle, Gosh. In. buckle in, boys. That's what we're going to have to deal with all year. No, he was so in his element. He was totally in heaven. In New York, Madison. Oh. I love this place. What? No kidding, Sherlock. You love New York City? Shocker. <laughs> All right, Luckett, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. We you. always appreciate appreciate it when you hop on. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Right, Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, loved getting loved getting that Coach K insight and and nailed it. Let's take Ooh. our last break. Um, if you all just something I've noticed, all of the people who think they're smarter than you at college football gambling, they're all on Washington State plus fourteen against Oregon this week. So just something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Andy Toole, Robert Morris, head coach, coming on next. Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Wildcard! Yeah! 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We will waste no time bringing in our next guest, Andy Toole, head coach of Robert Morris University. Coach Toole, how are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate that Bruce Springsteen intro as well. Absolutely. Only only the best for you. Uh, we do appreciate you taking the time. You take on Kentucky tonight. We're just thrilled to have college basketball back here in the bluegrass. This is going to be UK's first game with uh, allowed to have full capacity in a really, really long time. Uh, maybe not the, the best news for you, but your your team got to experience a, a road atmosphere to start the season. Probably didn't go the way that you had hoped. What did you learn about your squad in game one? Well, we learned a lot. You know, I think we've had two close scrimmages already where you learn a little more about, you know, who people are, how they fit together, what they can and can't do uh, in a game environment. And then you go down to Central Florida. Again, they had fans down there, which was awesome. Uh, our guys actually enjoyed the energy, the atmosphere. Johnny Dawkins and I were talking before the game about you know, how difficult the games were last year to try and generate any energy. There was no problem doing that at Central Florida on Wednesday, and I know there won't be any problem tonight in Rupp Arena with 24,000 being loud and excited to be back in a regular season you know, game against us. Um, so we learned a lot. You know, we learned you know, some of the areas we need to improve at. We, we, we love the, the effort and the fight that our guys had on Wednesday night. Uh, we got to be a little smarter in our decision making. We got to be able to execute a little bit better, and we got to be a little more connected. But with nine new guys, you know, we knew there would be a little bit of issues early in terms of the connectivity and just completely understanding how to play with one another. Yeah, and that's stuff that that teams obviously the the more you play, the more you figure that stuff out. I want to ask more about this game tonight and some X's and O's. Uh, your thoughts on Kentucky, thoughts on Calipari, and all that. But one thing I did want to bring up first is I can't tell you how many Kentucky fans will often, seeing this game on the schedule, say, oh, the revenge game, a little tongue-in-cheek, the revenge game. They forget that you all have already been to Rupp Arena. You have coached a team at Rupp Arena the following year from the NIT win. So what can you tell your group about playing in Rupp? Yeah, I think you got to just try and figure out a way to focus on what's going on in and around the court, right? Um you know, you do, you know, our guys walked in there yesterday for practice and, you know, just the, the mere size of it is, you know, something that we don't see on a regular basis. And so everyone had their phones out and, you know, it's one of the historic buildings in college basketball. So, you know, it'll be a great memory and life, life memory for them uh, as they move on. But while the game is being played, you really got to focus on what you're doing on the court. You got to stay connected. You got to try to communicate the best you can. Everyone's got to be locked into one another because as it gets loud, it's really hard to hear what's going on from the bench. Right, and you're going to be out there with your, your four other teammates, and you got to figure out how to handle the next possession or else things can get uh, more and more difficult for you. So you know, that's some of the stuff that we'll talk about um, you know, as we get ready to play tonight. And that's something we've been talking about, period. It's something we've got to get better at. And, you know, this will be a great environment to test that. We're talking with Robert Morris head basketball coach Andy Till. Andy, I'm curious. I know it's only been one game, but when you looked – at the tape of Kentucky, just what do you see from the Wildcats? You know, obviously you see the, t- the talent. Um, you know, you see some of the effort that they play with. You know, uh, you know Wheeler's ability to get into the paint, make plays for others. You know, Sheepway's ability to rebound presents a major problem, I think, for everybody. You know, when you're playing against guys the size of Duke and still going out and get, you know, double-digit offensive rebounds is a really impressive thing. Um, 
you know, they have a lot of length. They're, they're playing hard. You know, they bring in guys like Toppin and, and Ware off the bench who come in and just provide a lot of energy and fly around out there. You know, so they just provide you with a lot of issues. You know, Grady's experience, I mean, he was a 17-point-a-game scorer at Davidson. You know, to have that guy on your wing with his shooting ability, you know, presents a lot of space. He's somebody that the defense has to constantly be worrying about because he can get going really quick. So we know all the challenges. And then you have a guy like Keon Brooks who was, you know, all SEC last year. And, you know, he's probably the least talked about guy, you know, during the course of a, of a game, uh, which is which is crazy. So it just shows, you know, some of the improved talent that they've, they've added to their roster this year. Uh, and, and, you know, they're getting them guarding full court and, you know, trying to speed you up and make you uncomfortable, and we've got to be able to handle all those challenges. And that's what I, I, that's what I wanted to ask you, pick your brain a little bit. You don't have to tell us your full game plan. I can promise you nobody from UK is listening anyways too early in the morning. <laughs> but uh, th- this defense isn't great for Kentucky. At least it hasn't been. Maybe they'll get there. You, you're learning to play together. It's a lot of different pieces from a lot of different colleges. A lot of experience, but not a lot of experience playing with one another. There is opportunities to score on this Kentucky team, but Kentucky and Calipari, they're going to want to play fast and speed teams up and say, you know what, we'll trade a few buckets with you, but ultimately we've got more horses. How how can you try to dictate the tempo in this game with your squad? Well, you got to be poised first off because if, if you can't handle some of that initial pressure, and Wheeler does a really good job at getting up, you know, guarding guys full court, making it difficult for you to get the ball over half court. You know, if you can't handle that, it's going to be really hard for you to control tempo. You got to be poised. You got to be able to get into your offense. You got to be able to execute. You know, and there are some areas where I think we can attack them and, and get good shots, get good opportunities. Uh, and if you can take good shots on the offensive side, that's going to help your defense, right? If you're taking shots within the context and the flow of your offense, it's going to help with your transition defense. It's going to allow you to get guys back. You hopefully can set defense because you know they're flying the ball down the floor. I mean, uh, floor. Excuse me. Um, you know, Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington are doing a great job of getting that ball out and going, right? Damian Mintz going. Uh, and so we've got to make sure we're getting back and getting our guys matched up as quickly as we can and trying to make them play against our set defense, right? If we can get our defense set, you know, and make them take a little bit of time before they shoot, that will help us, you know, control tempo. But it's, it's a challenge because of the way that they're able to pressure you on the ball and the way they're able to push it off rebounds and off makes. Great insight from Robert Morris head coach Andy Toole, who has really built this Robert Morris program into something special. Two NCAA tournament appearances. Coach, we're going to give you 2020. Uh, we were really excited about that tournament run here as a UK standpoint. I know you all were as well up there in Pittsburgh. And of course, the, the pandemic takes that away. Uh, the one thing, this this was this is true, this is kind of wild. The one thing my co-host wanted to ask you regarding if he had one question to ask Andy Tool, that this is that's not going to surprise our listener audience, but Nick Roush, take it away. Here's the hard hitting question. Well, uh, that 2020 season was your last in the Northeast Conference. You moved to the Horizon League, one I'm quite familiar with, with our Northern Kentucky Norse. What's just the biggest difference in competition and in, in style of play from league to league? I'm I'm fascinated when teams are forced to uh, move around and and learn new opponents. So, what's been the big difference in the Horizon League? And there's been a lot of differences, and that's a great question, Nick. But the, the, the number of differences are, are too long to discuss, right? Um, the, the easy answer is more size, more size, uh, more skill, uh, and better teams and better opponents, right? And so we've got to raise our level. We've got to get ourselves up 
to be able to compete. You know, in the Northeast Conference, we consistently competed for championships for a long, long time, and that's our goal in the Horizon League is to be in that championship conversation on a yearly basis, and that's what we're working to do. Coach, I wanted to ask you about your relationship with John Calipari. He's a Pittsburgh guy. I I know that uh, he's meant a lot for basketball up there. And and I, the Robert Morris contingent told me it's just you don't call it Moon Township, you just call it Moon. Um, obviously, he's very familiar with Moon. So what what has he meant just for college basketball, for basketball in Pittsburgh? And 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 can you give us any info on your relationship with him? You know, he's always been so gracious to me when, I, when I've seen him at different events or different recruiting events. And, you know, he has an affinity for Pittsburgh and for Moon. Uh, obviously, growing up in that town, going to high school there, his, mom, his grandmother working at Robert Morris University. I've heard all those stories from him. You know, he's, he's talked about the changes in the area and the growth of the area. And, you know, he, he's such a great uh, ambassador for the game of college basketball. And, you know, I've always really respected him and, and, and obviously his success on the court. But, you know, really just how he generates so much excitement around the game. I mean, everywhere that Kentucky goes, everywhere that he's gone in his career, uh, there's always been energy and excitement in the way they've played, uh, in the way that they've carried themselves. They've never backed down from any you know, opponents anywhere. Uh, they want to be putting themselves on the forefront and, and, and really pushing college basketball in a direction where it continues to grow and continues to get better. And, you know, a lot of that is, is you know, through his perseverance and his personality and, and his grind and his grit and, you know, that's obviously a lot of the descriptive terms for a place like Pittsburgh. And, you know, so I think he really has never forgotten where he's come from, uh, but he's come so far and he's done so much in his career. It's great to see it. Uh, you know, like even his, his high school coach comes down to games all the time and his high school coach will come watch us practice. And, you know, it's just a small world in, in the basketball community. And, you know, he's always been really gracious to, to everybody, even, even my assistants that will be out on the road in a Robert Morris or he'll go up and, you know, he'll start talking to them about Pittsburgh and Moon and, the campus and all that kind of stuff. And most guys wouldn't do that. So I mean, we've always appreciated him and you know, him being a great ambassador for basketball. All right, Andy, I have one more very important, very good question that I need to ask uh, about where you're at. Uh, big time Pittsburgh Steelers fan over here. Lifelong. Many are saying the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this season. Are, can the steel curtain get it together? Are we, are we going to be in the playoffs this year? Okay, so here, here's what I'm, I'm let you in. I'm a giant fan. Uh, oh, you know, born, born in New Jersey. <laughs> and, and so here's the challenge, right? Uh, I have two young sons. They're nine and seven. People have been trying to uh, indoctrinate them into Steeler Nation as soon as they came out of the womb. Like when you go to daycare and Fridays is black and gold Fridays and your kid's like six months old, it's probably a little aggressive. Uh, so, so there's a love hate for me with Steelers football, but I do root for them when the giants aren't in the mix, which hasn't been very often here lately. <laughs> and I do not, I do not think the Steelers are going to be able to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I'm not sure I would say that if I was on Pittsburgh radio, but I do not think they're going to be able to make the playoffs. I just don't think that when push comes to shove, as good as their defense is, I just don't know if Ben's got it left to be able to drive him to a playoff run. Yeah, that's fair enough. Big Ben's an old bag of bones. I mean, I think we can get out there and throw a football farther than him. No offense, Ben, but well, and I uh, think and I think he wanted to play. He wanted to play one more year in front of fans, and he wanted to kind of have that. You know, I think he would have been done last year had they allowed fans, but he wanted that one more year, and I think it's put Pittsburgh in a little bit of a tough situation. 
Oh man, one almost final... as tough as being a Giants fan. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> one one final fun question: Did did you think that Kyle Wilcher three was going in in twenty thirteen? Uh, God, I was praying it didn't, and thank God it didn't. Um, it, from the it TV good angle, from angle, it looked perfect. It looked like it was uh, pure, I, and he had knocked down that shot, what, you know, a ton of times. He was a great shooter. A ton of times. And, and, the, and the joy of coaching is um, the defense that we had on to execute in that moment, and that was a big moment for us, we, we made an error. And so we, we allowed him to get open because we didn't communicate properly. And, again, our guys were going at 175 miles an hour, so probably hard for them to you know, control what was going on. But uh, that's, that's probably the last guy we wanted to have that kind of time and space in, in that game. But, fortunately, the basketball gods were shining upon us, and they let that thing kick out. Oh, that, that whole arena was just ready to explode. You're right. The players were playing really fast in that moment. And the second didn't, didn't go in. Uh, what a scene. What a, what a moment and for Robert Morris in and, and college basketball. And that was really cool. And this was cool. Really fun talking with you. We wish you nothing but the best tonight and the season. I know Nick Roush is going to follow you in the Horizon League. He's going to be looking for the differences Can't wait. As, the, as the year goes on. But thank you so much for your time. We really are grateful. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Thanks, Coach Andy. Andy Tool, Robert Morris University, great chatting with you. Kentucky Roll Call rolls along. Roush, we don't even need to take another break. Oh, man, we just need to get back to the Thornton's text line. We absolutely do, but great conversation. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was a lot of fun hearing from him, and we'll we'll see what they're, they're – what they're going to be able to do. I think they're going to be able to probably score a little bit on Kentucky because I think UK's defense is a major work in progress. But hopefully, Roush, Kentucky is going to be able to do enough offensively where it's not too much of a threat. But but we shall see. It should be a fun one. What do we got next on the Thornton sex line? Well, you inexplicably go on a losing streak to perceived inferior team. Some of your good recruits start looking around. Funny. Weiner said the same thing about UK's family atmosphere as Notre Dame's. Oh, but then there's Notre Dame's emphasis on God. Ironic that we lost Cade Cunningham because his bro was on Oklahoma State staff, but I guess it was foolish to think that having a brother on our staff would benefit us. Man, you ain't you ain't kidding, buddy. Like, gosh, it does. Like again, you and all we have to do is just look about seventy miles to our left, or would that be technically to our right? I guess it depends which way you're which way you're standing. Right, but right. there is there is a sense of like. Man, what what seems like there's this like we're it doesn't go our way. It doesn't always pan out the way that we want it to. As a matter of fact, it kind of makes us like we get to be made to look silly a little bit. Like of course Cade Cunningham wasn't gonna go to Kentucky. His brother was on the freaking staff. Why did we think he was gonna come to Kentucky? And then Wagner, family, gonna go to Kentucky. Nope. I don't but but then again we've got it we've got it better than most that's the thing we need to try to keep yeah, in perspective yeah. and we we trust this football recruiting staff to figure things out and to get enough pieces and speaking of Pittsburgh and the Steelers that seems to be the backup option Roush for for yeah. Wagner have you seen that that's the next target for UK yeah, the Steelers yeah. offensive yeah. line coach yeah but I mean Son seems kind of seems, is out of eligibility. Right, right. But seems a little desperate. And I would think that you could probably get better talent from the transfer portal or something. So I don't know. It's it sounds it, it appears to me to be kind of like a face saving kind of move. Wow. 
Yeah. Interesting. You've got some takes on all this stuff, and I, I, I they're I've, spicy. So they for really all the people are. who think this is butt slapper radio, like, yeah, you take your butt slapping elsewhere, folks. Yeah, get it the hell out of here. Um, I like that this texture says very fitting that Lamar lost as a heavy favorite heading into his number retirement weekend. A Roush, man, real shame, real shame he lost that. Would be a real shame if Oval lost. Did you see they they've already named a street after him too and what really limit is eight miles an hour yeah they're doing all this stuff like they, they really aren't pulling any punches i think it's just the little drive uh by their football complex okay yeah so not the biggest of deals but man they really they really aren't pulling any punches how many years ago did he play for them for 2017 is last year yeah that sounds right so 18 19 20 20 four years later four seasons later I, I think know. that what they realize is that eh, we didn't really see a recruiting bump from Lamar. He is one of the most entertaining players to watch in the NFL. We need and things are down right now. Let's hit. We we got to get our wagon hitched to this dude, and we the, need to do it immediately. The the problem is is it might just you 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 might have wanted to use it when you can get a little more cachet out of it. I mean, what are you going to accomplish out of this? It's it's late in the year. You're mm, that's, a good, that, that's a great you know point. I mean? Like, like s- save that for when momentum's high and then take that thing to a whole new level. Right, right. But I guess flip side is morale is really, really low, so at least people are talking about this weekend. I, I think, And I guess, too, that you're more like, well, Mar Day is less about your 2022 recruits and more about your 2023 guys. So if you got a lot of juniors on campus, then this could be a nice way to – to get them thinking, to make Louisville at the top of their list, you know. So, and I still think they're doing the statue, and I don't think that's Saturday. I think Saturday is just the jersey. Oh, okay. They so, haven't made the Colossus of Rhodes where Lamar's just leaping over the entire stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna uh, like we said that that what is it Central Ave that the tunnel. Yeah. What, what road is that over? That is that Central? it's Central Avenue. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's gonna be just a giant Lamar over that tunnel. <laughs> It's gonna be great, Papa Murphy Stadium. I like that you right up at his gooch. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Okay, buddy. I like that you dropped uh, Papa Murphy's with Vanetti yesterday, and they just didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, they didn't. There was another one that I slid in there too that they did like though. Oh, like the philosophical differences between the two programs. Well, you know, Chris Mack, his he likes to lose in February, March. Yeah, that was good. His philosophy. That was a good one. Uh, Texter says, y'all probably hit on this at some point, but Nova and UCLA play tonight, ranked four and two in the AP poll, respectively. And that game doesn't tip off until 1130 Eastern time. What the hell is ESPN doing? Doesn't matter if it's a Friday night game. This isn't a 24 hours of college basketball. What a joke pandering to the West Coast. That That is, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it because I'll be up. But that's just that's insane. And for some reason, I thought it was Gonzaga UCLA. They they play at some point, right? And you're not going to like capture the West Coast audience at eight thirty on a Friday night. It's not watching college basketball. No, Sorry. they're out like living. I don't I don't know what do people do on the coast? Yeah, UCLA does play Gonzaga. That's uh, during feast week. They go to the beach. Yeah, Bellarmine uh, going out to the West Coast too during Feast Week to play the the Bruins. They did not cover against the Spoiler Makers, unfortunately. They did not cover. No, they did not cover. Lost by thirty one as twenty one point dogs. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, real. Produce good though. Just, they are good. 
How many? When's the last time Indiana beat Purdue? Couldn't tell you. Were you alive? Uh, doubtful. Yeah. Was it? What? Isn't it really like thirteen in a row or something? It's, it's, hilarious. Crazy. it's hilarious. It's a yeah. big. It's a really really big number, and you should be totally ashamed by it. Oh, I am. But okay. I'm not a player, so I don't care. No, you should care. You should care. Justin, what do you got on tap this weekend, buddy? Uh, that's actually, I'm not sure. I'm sitting here trying to figure that out because I, so I was supposed to do regional football tonight, but we are contractually obligated to carry IU, so that's off the docket. I am off tomorrow. So after the show, I'm off until Sunday. Well, couldn't you just call the game and, you know, stream it from Twitter or something? Just go there with your phone? Yeah, but yeah. If you want to come over and watch the Cats, Justin, you I'm can. okay with it. What you, time they play? 7, seven o'clock. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll, I'll leave that as an option for sure. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great non. That is actually the most perfect non-committal. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Oh. TC this, from Lexington. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to move on to the tech <laughs> line. I'm not done with Justin just yet. Justin, did, are you gonna you're gonna go to Salsaritas, right? Fifteen percent goes back to Bravehearts. Uh yeah, I could probably squeeze in a Salsaritas trip hey, today. That's we, the I, charity I, that gives horses to people. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> people deserve horses. <laughs> they just showed up like, well, got your horse. <laughs> <laughs> you think like little Johnny's gonna get a make a wish to go meet Lamar Jackson and they just show up at your door with the horse instead? <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in a city. I don't know. Oh, we we do we've got nowhere to put this thing. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, looks like you got a closet back there. Are you sure the horse can't hang out in there? Oh, man. What does he eat? I don't know. Bravehearts does important charity work. It's horses that it's a mutual fit for both the horse and the person, a therapy horse that needs it. It's it's a it's a good charity. I think they like go like the people go to the stables with like I don't I don't think they're just showing up there. No, it would be it's a great <laughs> bit though. That that is a I think you should leave like uh, Tim Robbins shows up like but you got to take the horse. <laughs> Which by the way, oh. uh, we're talking Tim Robbins. What was the headline about uh, that you s- sent me yesterday, TJ? It was coffin flop. <laughs> somebody <laughs> in real life. I didn't rig poop. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody is getting sued because in Philadelphia that they, they're suing the funeral home and cemetery because when they were lowering the casket into the grave. The corpse fell out of the casket and came in full Man. view with the horrified family members who became visibly distraught and hysterical. And that is an actual, basically a skit on I think you should leave. But it happened in real life, which would be totally horrifying, uh, which is kind of how it plays out in the skit, which is understandably so. But it's you know, only I think hilarious because cor- of the show. Corn Cobb TV. I think that's why I don't like you. I think you should leave because it kind of makes you uncomfortable at times. Yeah, yeah, that's situations part of the like that. That's part. Of it. It's like situational, just yeah. kind of cringe humor for yeah. sure. Yeah, it happens. All right, sorry. Let's get back to the text line, the Thornton's text line. That yeah. is TC from Lexington here, boys. Imagine if it came out that Clemson was only looking to hire a white coach. Hmm. Anyways, keep up the good radio, fellas. That would be interesting, TC. It probably wouldn't go over too well. I wouldn't imagine. Um, but it's it's just the world. That's the world. 
John says, here. John here. Good morning to all. Wow, what a loaded show this morning for the KRC crew. You guys are the epitome of all sports radio shows in the world. You're number one. Keep it up. Yeah. We did it. We're the best. Hey, give me 50 cents because I have the football and basketball cats winning by a George Washington. We'll got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. What's the George Washington? One? Yeah. That's so. So it's kind of a half point each. He's saying, give me 50 cents, and he's going to take 50 cents for both teams and bet a dollar on it, right? I don't know. I'm a little No, confused. winning by George Washington. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, a texter reminds me that uh, Gonzaga doesn't play tonight, Rash. Yeah, I got I got them mixed up. But they do play uh, Texas tomorrow night at 1030. So a little Pac-12 after dark, but not in the Pac-12. Man, what a sports weekend. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. That's pretty uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great. What do we got next? It's going to be another fun two weeks in Cabo, Mexico, boys, starting tomorrow. I'll be sure to send you a few pics of the golf course. Suck it, TJ. That was from Keith. It's not nice, Keith. I hope you have a great no. trip, safe travels, no issues, and you enjoy yourself, buddy, okay? Have fun. Cal needs to play some damn zone. Well... Watch your language. The cow zone. I don't know. New, I, I don't. New from I, Pizza I, Hut. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's going to probably be some matchups where I bet a zone would be great. And I bet a zone could be kind of tricky with Wheeler kind of floating around, poking, hiding, getting in the interior, doing all sorts of crazy little things. Uh, that I, I think there could be some times and place for zone. That, that wouldn't have helped you against Duke, though. Uh, I will say, too, that as great as Oscar Sheboy was rebounding offensively, the defensive rebounding wasn't great. And that's the one thing you lack. Oh, yeah. The zone, zone. It can be a disaster. And especially yeah. when you've got two good bigs that are pretty fluid and Williams and Ben they could feast going up for offensive rebounds in a zone. So I don't know if it'd work against Duke, but Roush, there will be teams where I think that you could, you could be onto something there. And the length could really bother them. So mm-hmm. if you're Cal, I just I think you try a bunch of different stuff. This is this is the time of the season to do that. Try different players, try different lineups, try different strategies, pressing a little bit. I know they're never going to be a full link trap team, but you know, if you want to speed teams up, you should try to do that at times. I wouldn't mind that. So this is the time of year, Roush. The time of the year. Uh, another texture says we lose three games in a row. Now we are losing all the top recruits. Say it ain't so. Um, not all of them, but need to get back on the winning ways. Winning cures all ill wills. Am I right? You're right, buddy. So let's get it done. Let's get a win against Vanderbilt tomorrow. Although, like I said earlier, TJ, I still don't think it's going to be as satisfying as many fans would like. I do believe that Kentucky Wildcats will get a win. Let's call it uh, 34 to 17. That wouldn't cover the spread. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds about right. 34-17. 42-10. Oh, covering cats. Love it. I'll go 45-14. to 14. Oh, wow. Love it, TJ. Let's make it happen. I think Kentucky's going to look good. I, I, maybe I'm just begging for that to be the reality, but I think they're going to look sharp. I think they'll they'll... 
Offensively, I don't imagine anything really skipping a beat. And then defensively, you can't really look much worse. But I, I think they'll respond pretty well. Uh, it could go one of two ways, Roush, though. Either you kind of step up here or you just kind of let the moment crush you. Not crush you, but you just go out there a little sluggish. It's Vandy. It's not going to be a good atmosphere. You're on a three-game losing streak. Woe is me. But I, I think they're going to respond the other way. I think they're going to be fired up to go out there and hit somebody. They better. They freaking better. And then All basketball right. tonight. Predictions? I, I, I'm I'm hopeful that this is going to be a 100-point kind of scoring game. But I could also see Robert Morris getting high, you know, really hot making a ton of shots because of this defense. But I think you're going to have a good time, and it's going to be right around 23. Let's say 101 to 77. 101 to 77. Wow, that'd be a fun one. That'd be a lot of points. A lot of points. I, I too, think there's going to be a lot of points, but not that many. Give me 88-64. Okay, I'll go 91 to 70. 91 to 70. I think Kentucky's offense looks good. Looks like a hundredth within reach and then kind of a little foot off the gas there late. But really appreciate Coach Andy Tool joining us. Adam Luckett as no, well. Trent, don't appreciate him. Suck it, Luckett. Appreciate Trent calling in. This was a really fun Kentucky roll call. Enjoy a big blue weekend. Be safe and let's hope for a happier Monday show. I think I think I think we'll have that. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Monday. Woo.